Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode 616. And this is another one of the monsters. And this series is about mastering the monsters. And remember, the whole monster thing came from those things that we used to imagine were hiding in the closet or under the bed. And now they've migrated to in our hearts. This one is the I have no energy monster. So where does that come from and what does it even mean? How do you know if you have no energy? Is this a mental question? Is it a physical question? It can be either one, right? If you don't take care of your body, your spirit, your energy, your mind can wear out. If you don't take care of your mind, your body responds to that as well. So I have no energy can mean a couple of different things. So let's dig in here. How do you measure having no energy? Well, one way you can do that is you don't want to stand up like you're sitting in front of TV or you're just sitting somewhere. Maybe you're laying on the couch and you have no physical energy. Or maybe when you get up in the morning, you set your alarm and the alarm goes off and you just can't get up. And so you hit snooze one, two, three, four, who knows how many times. Why do we do that? Well, this, this no energy monster, we want to talk a little bit about what it is, and then we want to talk mostly about how to overcome this, because <clears throat> you don't have to live there. You don't have to live there, and that's true regardless of where you are physically or spiritually today. The thing that matters isn't where you are right now, but your trajectory. So, I'll give you an easy example. When I got out of the hospital in July of 2018, so just not quite four years ago, I was broken completely. I'd been in a coma for several weeks. I'd lost 35 pounds. Uh, when I first came out of the coma, I couldn't get out of bed. <clears throat> I had to drag my leg to the edge of the, to the bed to even think about sitting up, let alone standing up. And I'd never experienced anything like that in my life. That was both horrifying, frightening, and I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know. I, I had no idea if this would ever get better. <clears throat> to add insult to injury, as it were, I'm blind without my contacts. And my vision is something like 2,500 instead of 2020. And I don't know if you know what that means. Maybe you do. But it's interesting because... The, the number is talking about the number of feet between your eyes and the object you're supposed to read. So 2020 means that you can read at 20 feet what good eyes read at 20 feet. And that means your vision is normal. 20 feet away, you should be able to read that size of letters. And how they do that in the doctor's office, of course, is they have bigger letters and smaller letters. But that's the same thing as moving it further away, right? So 2,500 means <clears throat> I can read at 20 feet what someone with good eyes can read at 500 feet, which is 
like one and two thirds football fields away. So that's how blind I am. And in the hospital after I came out of the coma and was that weak, everything trembled. And I wanted badly to be able to see because when I'm blind and I have no contacts and everything is just a big blur and I'm completely disconnected from the world. So even though I was conscious, instead of being unconscious, I was still disconnected. When people were in the room, <clears throat> it was a blur and I couldn't see who it was or, or anything. So one of the first things I wanted to be able to do was put my contacts back in. Well, my fingers trembled so badly, <clears throat> I couldn't do it. So my, my angel wife was there every day for a few hours, <clears throat> usually in two shifts, a little bit in the morning, and then she'd go run some errands and come back in the evening. And in the morning, the first thing I wanted to do is figure out how to put contacts in. Well, I have great big contacts. They're big, and they go clear out to the whites of the eye, so they're bigger than the iris, and they're called scleral lenses because the white of the eye is called the sclera. And so I, I had to try to help her verbally figure out how to put these great big lenses in my eye. <clears throat> Needless to say, the first time we tried that, putting one lens in took 15 or 20 minutes and repeated failures. So that's what it meant to have no energy physically. Sometimes it might be like that. <clears throat> Usually it's not. More often than not, the physical no energy, at least for me, and overcoming this monster is, is a result of my attitude. So I'll wake up in the morning, or used to, don't anymore, but wake up in the morning and the act of thinking about what the day was going to bring was exhausting. Oh, I got this to do and this to do and my schedule's packed and there's so many things and I don't know if it's going to work or if I'm going to you know, be successful or whatever. Oh. And the thought of all that would make me tired. Does that sound familiar? So let's talk about how to fix this. And we're going to talk about the physical energy too. But remember, a lot of times your physical lack of energy is a result of what's going on in your head and how you're choosing to create your day. Yesterday, we talked about creating the experiences we want by how we choose to show up. And that is a powerful and true principle. So let's, let's just go there. If you have physical energy things, there are things you can do about it. You need to talk to a nutritionist. You need to check with uh, someone about diet. You need to maybe have some blood work done. Do you have some deficiencies? How, how is your iron level? And you know, all of the things, and I, I'm not a you know, practitioner, so I'm not gonna pretend to list all the things, but I've been to a naturopath a number of times, especially in the last four years since that event, to check my blood composition and to check which things are high and low. And I've taken some very specific and direct action on a regular basis to get my physical energy back the best I could. <clears throat> so that is the first thing. The second thing is exercise. Like you have a body and you have a spirit. Are you taking care of your body? Like the body is the container. If the container's worn out, if it is not well taken care of, if you don't exercise, if you don't feed it properly and, and, and do good things for it, it's not going to serve you well. So if you find yourself physically exhausted, then look to your nutrition and look to your sleep and look to your exercise, right? Nutrition, sleep, and exercise. 
if those things don't solve it, and maybe there's some underlying, you know, biological issues. So I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in those things, although I have dabbled greatly, and my wife Joy is, a, is an expert and has dug in deeply to all of those nutritional elements. So I've been to a lot of naturopaths and, you know, I had a lot of work done to, to do everything I could to boost the immune system, get my physical body back together again, because when I get out of the hospital, I was completely broken and could barely walk. Anyway, so that's the physical part. Now, I want to spend the most time on how to get your mental, spiritual, energetic energy up. Because more often than not, that is the root cause of physical lack of energy. So what are your habits? Really? Like, do you get up in the morning and then ruminate or worry about what's going on for the day and therefore get frustrated behind the eight ball and drain yourself right to start with? If you do, you're going to feel a lot like this landscape. This is a cold, frozen landscape that's in our backyard. I call it perma-snow, right? It comes sometime in November and doesn't leave till April. And it varies between six inches and two feet in depth as the winter waxes and wanes. And it's cold. And you might feel like that, like everything is permanently frozen. If your mind or your attitudes or your feelings or your perception of your burdens and responsibilities are making your energy like this perma-snow, then you have the opportunity to change it. Now, I know, certainly in my decades of depression, what that felt like. So let me give you a system. I'm not saying it's the only system, but I'm going to give you a system to address that. Before I do, the first piece of this is to take responsibility. Like, my life is mine. Your life is yours. You can create out of it whatever you want. You really can. You don't have to be. You are not at the mercy of your circumstances and surroundings. You can be happy today. You can have energy today. You can be in excitement and creativity and love today because you decide to. You can be committed today to do good and add good to the world. So here's the ritual I use every morning to create my day, to create myself. A part of it is verbal, and the first words are, with these words, I create myself. That's a pretty bold statement, but I do. You know why? Because I want to have both the physical and spiritual or emotional energy to do what I mean to do today. Now, if you don't have any goals for your life or for the week or for the month, if you have nowhere you're trying to get, then that is a difficult thing. So the first thing is, do you have a mission, a purpose? Do you have something that you're about, even if it's this week or this month? Like sometimes that changes, stuff intervenes and it changes. But do you have a place you're aiming? Because if you don't, it's really difficult to get organized and energetic to move in that direction. So my morning daily creation process every day is follows the acronym SPEM, spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental. Now that's true, like a couple of days ago it was Sunday. On Sunday I don't uh, do coaching work, I go to church and uh, sometimes I get to play the organ or I teach a lesson or, or something like that. So the behaviors and activities of Sunday are completely different. But I prepare myself exactly the same 
because I've said to myself, my own declaration, how I create myself is I'm a beacon of light, a vessel of love, and a conduit of power. That is a true statement of who I am, whether I'm lifting someone's heart in church or trying to, or whether I'm looking to help a coaching client, or whether I'm creating podcasts for you, or writing one of my books, or practicing my singing for the songs that I have, or working in the studio, or helping Joy, my wife, move furniture in and out of the antique stall that she runs, or whatever else it might be. My preparation is the same, because whether I'm riding in the car to Joy's brother's house to move some furniture, or to the antique mall to bring in some more cups and saucers, or getting ready for a coaching class I'm teaching or anything else, I've chosen to be a beacon of light. What does that mean? Well, that means I want to leave every person a little bit better than I found them. I want to leave them happier. I want to do something on purpose to make them smile, believe in themselves more, lift, bless, do good, feel encouraged and energized. Uh, and that's what I've chosen to do and to be. When you have that kind, when you pick that kind of a purpose, then it's easy to create energy around that. Now, I didn't have a, a sign in the sky that said, okay, Cullen, this is your purpose. I chose that. So I would encourage you to think about who are you? Who do you want to be? If someone were to describe you, Oh, yeah, she's the gal that, what? He's the guy that, you know, what would be the descriptor? Always has a good word for everyone. Always lifts and blesses. Always is bright and cheerful. Always lends a hand. Always is of service. Or always worried about themselves. Always complaining about what's going wrong. Always, I mean, you've known both kinds of people. And the good news is you get to pick who you are. And when you, like me, when I fall off that commitment, I get up off my face, I clean it up if I need to, if I've done something that needs cleaning up, and then recommit. I laugh at my humanness, I commit joyfully to be what I have said, and then I go about my day again. So physical energy is created with paying attention to the things that build the body and strengthen it. Exercise, food, sleep, you know, that sort of thing, nutrition, blood work, whatever has to happen. Spiritual energy is created the same way. It needs attention. It needs love. It needs nourishment. And those things, you can define how you get them, but you experiment with them until you have a process that creates energy for you every day. Is that even possible? Yes. So I invite you right here, right now, to drop all the excuses about time, or I don't know how, or anything else, and study morning rituals. Study and understand what lights your fire, what makes you feel good, and do that first thing. Instead of worrying about the day, or checking your phone, or watching the news, or other things that create distracting illusions, or bring you down. You have your hand on the energy throttle. It isn't dependent on someone else. Even in the days when you're sick, you don't have the physical energy and you may not have the emotional energy. But like we talked yesterday, 
It's your choice about how to create your life every single day. So I invite you to come with me, create and enjoy right now your best life. Banish that energy monster forever from your life. And by doing that, create and live your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet